Tommy B, and welcome to the BoomerCast, the podcast where I discuss nostalgic topics, cover episodes of cartoons I grew up with, and put it against what I grew up with as a kid. As we delve into the episodes, I do want to say that there is a spoiler warning for those who have not seen this cartoon series. And with that, let's get started. The first episodes are called Arthur's Eyes and Francine's Bad Hair Day. This is pretty clever of the old studio to lump episodes in with the same morals, and this is one about being comfortable with who you are. Arthur's Eyes opens up with Arthur's younger sister D.W. waking him up to show him that they may have a lost brother, only for Arthur to reassure her and tell her about there was a time when he didn't wear glasses. We then cut to when Arthur is in the second grade, or maybe it's the first grade, when he's starting to have trouble reading the chalkboard from a distance, as well as we see an early Sue Ellen cameo. Francine, the placeholder Billy for now, gives Arthur a hard time when he flunks his math quiz and Arthur struggles in basketball as well. It's oddly convenient that the episode chugs right through to what I'm guessing is the eye exam of the physical. I know that the episode is supposed to focus on Arthur eventually getting his glasses, and it is on a time crunch, but I remember physicals taking a good portion of the P.E. allotment time. We had the eye exam, the hearing exam, the V-sit reach to test our flexibility, and they even documented our weight and height, if I remember correctly. And after everything was said and done, we didn't really have time for sports like these kids seemed to have. Anywho, Arthur doesn't do so well on his eye exam, and his peers get that knowledge fairly quickly. Guess the nurse needs to learn how to keep her discretion or close the frickin' door. Francine also should learn to find something else funny. I'm just saying, that kind of jeering was left for when somebody ripped their pants or threw up in the cafeteria, not flunking an eye exam. But what do I know? I'm just an old fart now. The eye doctor, funnily enough named Dr. Iris, confirms that Arthur needs glasses, and Arthur then picks out his iconic frames. Of course, trying on aviators and what are basically goggle-type sunglasses. I actually still wear glasses to this day, and most of my sisters used to wear glasses. I think two of the three no longer wear glasses, or maybe all three of them just no longer wear them. I mostly cut ties with my family, so I can't exactly be sure what they look like to this day, and... I leave my reasonings in my more later episodes. To my recollection, I wanted glasses and would do everything I could to try to get glasses. I know it was pretty stupid of me, and maybe I could have forgone wearing glasses when I reached middle school, or maybe even high school, but I did get glasses in third or fourth grade, maybe even as early as second grade. I looked forward to it, as someone might look forward to getting a new pair of shoes or just another accessory. It was something that not many kids wore, and it was something that, to an extent, I had a choice in. It wasn't a choice to be taken lightly, though, as I only got new glasses every two to three years, since, well, we couldn't afford getting a new pair every year, and there were two other sisters that needed glasses as well. But to get back to the Arthur episode... It's amazing how Arthur was the only kid in his class for a long time that wore glasses since, although it wasn't too common, I remember needing two hands to count how many kids on the playground that wore glasses. 
there was probably at least one or two other kids in my class alone that wore glasses at that time. Contacts weren't really viable for my age group, and I don't think contacts existed or were available to the general public back when I was in elementary school. And if they were, they were probably super expensive. Arthur's excitement for his glasses, which include being able to see stuff from really far away, gets slightly dampened as the kids start noticing that Arthur looks weird with his glasses on, with Francine, of course, leading the charge on the taunts. Off on a tangent again, Arthur kind of knew, or at least by this reaction, sort of knew what he was getting into. Kids are very quick to spot change, and being in elementary school, there was a myriad of attention, or at least myriads of types of attention. Some kids would just notice and just roll with it. Others would draw attention to the change by taunts or questions or just stating it. Granted, there are other ways that kids react when something is different, and Mark Brown covers them fairly well. Pinky Barnes questions Arthur, basically asking him what's so different about him. Francine taunts him and... Ugh, Buster. He started out supportive and dismissed Francine's jeering at lunch, but then he puts a pair of cups on his face to make fun of his friend. You see a quick moment of regret, but I'm still put off by it. Arthur then storms home from school with a really long collared jacket to cover his face, all while scaring his toddler sister in the process. Then comes the part I can relate to, losing or breaking your glasses. As I said before, because there were essentially three, including myself, daughters, out of five that needed glasses, my parents couldn't exactly afford buying glasses for us every year. And max we went about three years, but it was mostly every other year we would get a new set of frames. On some occasions they would break, but that was when that was when metal frames we found out would last a little bit longer than the plastic ones. Plastic was easier to mend with tape and glue, but with wire frames, the mends were better to conceal with spare bread wire since mostly we'd lose the screws and the pop out and the lenses would pop out. Arthur then goes to his school the next day without his glasses, but he reassures Buster, who also encourages him to wear his glasses, that he knows the school like the back of his hand. However, because he doesn't count the first door that is blocked by Principal Haney and the teleporting Mr. Marco, Arthur mistakenly goes into the girls' bathroom. Later on that afternoon, after being scolded for not wearing his glasses, Arthur finds out that the actor Wilbur Rabbit, that plays his favorite superhero Bionic Bunny, wears the same glasses as he does, and he finds the confidence to wear the glasses to school the next day by interjecting what he found out the following afternoon. Fortunately for him, it works out, and no one questions or taunts Arthur for wearing his glasses. Francine even pulls out some green sunglasses that have the lenses scratched out, or rather not scratched out, popped out. In hindsight, I sort of wish the first episode could have been the same as the first book written by Mark Brown called Arthur's Nose, since the book Arthur's Eyes was written in 1979, which is three years after the first book was written. Looking at the overall plot to Arthur's Nose and finding out that the studio wanted to make Arthur as close to human-like as possible, I can see why they went with Arthur's Eyes. And though the moral of the story is similar, in the end, Arthur does have to make the change to get the glasses be able to see. Whereas in the book, Arthur's Nose, where Francine and his classmates complain about Arthur's long aardvark nose, 
He ends up not changing his nose and is confident in his appearance to the point where only Francine is the, is the only one left complaining. Next is Francine's bad hair day. It's a good pair to Arthur's eyes in that, in the end, it's all about being comfortable in who you are. Whether you wear glasses or are the sporty type that can't seem to sit still in a dress long enough to get a decent school picture. This is the school picture episode, which to me was pretty classic in shows such as Recess, as told by Ginger, Doug, and I believe Hey Arnold had one school picture episode as well. And you'll be seeing parallel episodes as I cover those shows at a later time too. The episode opens up with funny school pictures, as Arthur tells the audience what not to do before school pictures, such as wearing a flower if you have allergies, wear glasses apparently, or if you drink a crap ton of sodas. Francine has the habit of being extremely dirty right before picture time, and a small complaint from a parent of a kid who might grow up to be the sporty type, maybe not do school pictures after recess or PE so the kid isn't so sweaty or dirty for those wallet pics I want to show off to co-workers and strangers. This is the school picture episode, which to me is pretty classic in shows such as Recess, as told by Ginger, Doug, and I believe Hey Arnold had one school picture as well. You'll be seeing parallel episodes as I cover these shows at a later time too. The episode opens up with funny school pictures, as Arthur tells the audience what not to do before getting your school picture taken such as wearing a flower if you have allergies, wearing glasses apparently, or what happens if you drink a crap ton of sodas. Francine has the habit of being extremely dirty right before picture time, and a small complaint from a parent of a kid who might grow up to be a sporty type, maybe do not do school pictures after recess or PE so the kid isn't so sweaty or dirty for those wallet pics I want to show off to coworkers and strangers. Granted, with a school housing several dozen kids and obtaining the services of one photographer, our photo-taking appointments were staggered, of course. I may have went a year when they were taken after PE or recess, but there weren't too many kids sporting the Muffy styles in elementary school. The girls put up their hair in cute bows or scrunchies or hair ties with baubles, but I don't remember any of them getting perms or anything professional. And if they did... I imagine the parents would have had the wherewithal to check their kid in right as pictures were being taken, or getting the kid's photo taken at a mall in a private appointment setting. From kindergarten to first grade, maybe even second grade, we had group photos since it was easier on the photographer and probably cheaper in the long run. Single headshots, I remember, were taken at the very earliest second grade, but for sure by the time we were in the secondary elementary school. Yes, for further context, I went to a primary elementary school from kindergarten to second grade, and the secondary elementary school housed the third through fifth grade. Then we had middle school and high school. Anyways, Francine is being pressured and essentially blackmailed into dressing up and perming her hair for school pictures. Not without Muffy trying first, of course. Francine goes with Muffy the next day to the salon, and the snooty stylist does Francine's hair and reminds the audience that Francine is, well, she's not the most well-off. But I will give Francine credit, she does pay for it herself. Muffy should have paid for it, in my opinion, since she is so gung-ho about making sure her friend is pretty, but this is pre-season 8 Muffy, so foibles. 
had a slight nostalgic chuckle at Francine's dream sequence where she had these long flowing locks that were able to help her win the kickball game. It was definitely a hard lesson on expectations. And after getting what I think is a really crappy haircut and style, Francine is given a few rules on what not to do until school pictures, which includes riding a bike and no kickball, to which Francine begrudgingly accepts. Mild trigger warning, but I'm somewhat curious about it. I don't know if it's going by animation physics, but the hairstyle really did Francine dirty. It really is hard to differentiate race with these characters, and that isn't inherently bad, since it's supposed to focus on the topic, not whether or not Francine would be considered quote-unquote black or a quote-unquote white person. Or hell, even an insert race of the day race. I've seen, but not been a part of discussions where people have assessed the races of these characters. But I can only base her identity on her family's religion, and that's all I can come up with. I don't consider those who practice Judaism a race. There's cliches about them that are subtly hinted throughout the series. But there are people from different countries that practice Judaism. I've read that Francine may be black because she's a monkey, which sounds really racist. Um, but I want to say she is either loosely interpreted as a chimpanzee or a baboon as far as what creature she is. But I cannot say what her race is. Again, cartoon physics here. Or maybe there's a hairstylist that can correct me, but that's either a perm that's gone horribly wrong or they were just trying to give her a fro to spider. Francine typically has straight short hair, but after that hair appointment, it went all poofy. I don't know hair, though. I had curly hair growing up, and since then it's been known as wavy. My dad even nicknamed me Curly Sue from a movie that came out in 1991. I'm sure those who had or have curly hair have either been given the nickname or have heard of the nickname. The next day at school, Francine gets a much-needed lesson in humility from the previous episode as Buster and Arthur give Francine crap about her hair. And because she's the placeholder bully for now, others start joining in on taunting Francine. The taunting gets to Francine at lunch, and her outburst causes her to put a small ketchup stain on her dress. It's an easy fix with a bow, apparently. The stress of being taunted, as well as seeing her classmates summarily lose to kickball, ultimately causes her to intervene. This ends up with another messy school picture for Francine, to which Francine is okay with. Again, I really like how the moral fits with both stories, and I really hope I can find the overlapping moral in future episodes. Feel free to leave a like or a rating in the podcast platform of your choosing. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you guys stay safe and stay cool.